welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. episode 18 um i always say i'm not gonna keep you guys here as long but sometimes i lie so i don't know how long this might be but uh today i'm really going to discuss two main things um two album reviews rock marciano's uh, rosebud's revenge and joey badass's new album all american badass but i guess before i get to that Real quick, on a somber note, uh, rest in peace to Robert Goodwin, who was the gentleman who, or one of the gentlemen, who was uh, killed by the guy on Facebook. I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm sure you've either seen the video or you've heard of it. Um, wild stuff, man. I'm not really going to go too deep into that, but rest, rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to, to all the victims. Um who happen to have their lives taken pretty much for no good reason at all. But, yeah, just, just wanted to give that a a quick, you know, quick mention. Uh, before I get to these albums, though, uh, I finally got around to watching Batman The Killing Joke, which I've been meaning to watch for a long time. <laughs> and I'm not going to do, like, a full synopsis breakdown. Actually, I'm pretty sure if you're listening and you're a fan, you've probably seen this already. So uh, I'll just kind of make it sweet and to the point. Um, oh, this was a decent movie. Not not my favorite DC animated movie by any stretch, but somehow the first half of that movie kind of bugged me once I saw like the entire movie. And I guess if there's anyone who hasn't seen it, the the first half of the movie centers a lot around Batgirl, and I, I kind of get why she was a main focus because she she does have her moments in the film and obviously once you if you've seen the movie you kind of know how her story ties up to like the bigger picture and everything but i don't know like that's i feel like the first half of that movie just i don't know if they could have condensed it made it a little shorter because the second half of the movie was really good mark hamill as the joker of course never disappoints um it's typical, you know, Batman trying to catch Joker. But I, I guess a bit of a twist because Joker's, you know, he escapes from prison. No, I don't even think that's a spoiler. He's Joker. Of course he knows how to get out <laughs> of prison. But, you know, he doesn't get out with the intent of, you know, he's not going on some crazy killing spree or anything wild like that. Like, he, he makes it out to try to prove a specific point. And even though the ending of this movie was kind of weird, the way it ended with him and Batman kind of having a talk, and then he tells the joke about the guy walking across the roof with y'all. Y'all know the the joke <laughs> that he that he told, 
and those two kind of share a laugh. It was kind of a weird moment, but I I guess like the one thing I pulled from the movie was that him and Batman are in some ways a lot more similar than you would think. They're just kind of on opposite sides of the spectrum. Like they both had pretty, I guess you could say, I don't say bad upbringings, but you know, yeah, their, their beginnings were not very nice to them. <laughs> life, life wasn't kind to them when they first, you know, were getting started and it kind of led them to be who they are. It just so happens they both chose opposite sides of the spectrum. And I thought it was dope in this too, how this was one of the first times I've ever really seen like somewhat of like a backstory on Joker. Like you get to see him when he was like just a regular guy, just struggling, you know, trying to be a comedian and failing miserably. And he kind of got mixed up with the wrong people. But I, I thought that was pretty cool to show. Uh, but like I said, I'm I'm not going to give like a full synopsis or whatever on it but it it was a solid movie not not anything mind-blowing um pretty much for me the highlight is mark hamill as the joker like he what else can you say legendary joker (laughs) he his work speaks for itself so like like i said the second half of this movie was really good first half eh, all right but like I, i get why it was there but it wasn't wasn't all that great but you know, if you haven't seen The Killing Joke, it's 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 worth a, I think it's worth a watch. You know, it's not that long of a film, so it's not like it's a drag to get through. But, you know, just I don't think you should expect it to be like the greatest thing ever. You might be a little let down, but it's a solid release. It's not anything great, but, you know, it's it's all right. So that's that. Just just wanted to give that a shout out since I just recently watched it. Um, Now on to some music. Um... First album I will talk about is Rock Marciano's Rosebud's Revenge. So I I don't have much of a history with Rock Marciano. Like I've I've known of him for a very long time, but like he was just one of those guys who like I heard of and I just I never really listened to him and then the times that I did listen to him, I kinda just I couldn't really get into him. And really i guess kind of a long-winded story but the way i even the way i even wanted to get the the what made me want to start listening to him was um really uh the album from Ka called honor killed the samurai and part of the reason at first why i couldn't get into rock marciano was just because of kind of like his delivery like he has this really low-key just everything's low-key like beats are low-key his voice is low-key like in that delivery, I don't know, like it just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me. And then I listened to Kaz on a kill the samurai, which is kind of the they're they're different in ways, but they're also very similar in that they both do carry that low key delivery and normally their beats that they rap over are also pretty low key. But for some reason when Kai did it like it worked. Like I, I still listen to On a Kill the Samurai. That's a great album if you're looking for something like i said really low-key like literally that album has no drums on it but like if you want something that's like really kind of gritty but has like this samurai edge to it <laughs> like if you listen to a song from there you'll know what i'm talking about but like I, I love that album and so i was like well if i can listen to kai like i've warmed up to the sound a little more 
maybe I should go, maybe I should just try to give Rock Marciano another shot. And, like, this album, Rosebud's Revenge, had came out recently, and most of the reviews that I had seen from YouTubers to just, like, articles I read were generally all positive. And I listened, I only listened to, like, a few tracks, and I was like, all right, it's, it's, it's okay. I, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So I actually bought the album, um, got it in the mail, threw it on. Um, the thing with Rock is, I can't say like this is a bad album, but at the same time, I don't know if it's something I'll return to that often. Like it's kind of something I think I would have to be in the mood to listen to, but it's not a bad album. And actually like, I probably only listened to it maybe maybe three times, and fourth time I was kind of skimming through um, a little bit, but it has grown on me a little more. Still not, like I said, not something I think I'll go back to super often, but like I left the album and I pulled some positive things away from it. Um, if you never listened to Rock Marciano, well, really I haven't either. This is <laughs> my first first time listening to like a full project of his he's very he reminds me of like Raekwon from Wu-Tang but like I said with a very like low-key delivery like his the topics and things that he raps about is very much like on some mafioso you know but but not in not in like a overly braggadocious way it's just kind of like this real cool like I'm that dude, you know, I don't know, like, <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe, but he is, is this real low-key, smooth delivery, you know, almost like pimpish, just like, I know I'm that guy, I don't gotta be overly braggadocious about it, I don't gotta yell at you, you know, but when I walk in the room, like, you know what it is, <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of what, like, his style reminds me of, like I said, it's, it's a real low-key, um, kind of style uh production on this album definitely fits him like i said it, it's it's very it's very low-key none of none of the beats on here really knock all that heavy a lot of it is it's either like kind of like a gritty low-key beat or he it might even be a little jazzy he'll throw in some some samples something real smooth you can like ride out to uh i guess for example one of my favorite tracks on here uh which is actually produced by knowledge is called no smoke um i love that beat is real it's like it's real smooth almost like 70s like shaft <laughs> kind of vibe that i get when i listen to that that was one of my favorite cuts on here so like i said the production is just it's, it's just super low-key, and it just kind of switches between, you know, it might be jazzy, it might be gritty, but it's all real, like, low-key on the low. Nothing's really knocking too hard. Nothing's really jumping out of you, jumping out at you, I should say. Like I said, the, the samples that they use in the beats are, are dope, but it's nothing that, like, there's nothing really, like, super hard-hitting. But uh, let me give a shout-out to a few of the producers. Uh, Knowledge, Arc Druids. Uh, Modus Ope, if I'm saying that right, uh, George Paulin, and I think Rock Marciano himself did a few beats on here. I'm actually reading from the Rap Genius page, so I didn't take notes, I'll be honest. <laughs> but uh, 
th- those are the people they list uh, as far as the production tip. Uh, I think on the features, um, I think there were only two. Ka, uh, who I mentioned earlier, is on the track Marksman, and Knowledge the Pirate uh, was on the track uh, No Smoke that I mentioned. So I guess real quick, um, I'll just run through some of my favorite tracks. Because to be honest, like as far as, I don't know if I can't really like dissect this album too much content wise. Like I said, it's a lot of it's a lot of mof- mafioso like talk on here. Not too many of the tracks really follow like any type of crazy theme or anything. I mean, a few of them, a few of them have like kind of a loose. Sorry, I'm knocking stuff. I hope y'all didn't hear that. But <laughs> like a few of the tracks do follow some kind of theme. Like, uh, I guess you could say, like, Pray For Me was somewhat of a theme track. Kind of him just talking about his upbringing, how he got into the game, how he used to hustle, so on and so forth. Um, Killing Time was another theme track of him kind of talking to a chick, but basically on a smooth tip, letting her know, like, hey, I'm not, I'm not doing anything serious. I'm literally, I'm just killing time, so don't get too attached. You know, kind of one of those. So, like I said, it's not too much to dissect content wise uh I, I can say though lyrically lyrically like i said he, he reminds me a lot of a lot of waekwon like he he does have pretty good wordplay um <laughs> one thing he does do pretty well i will say within kind of like that mafioso rap he he throws in like a few lines that to me are, i find funny just because he delivers them in such a low-key way uh like on the first track, Move Dope, he's talking about stomping on you and leaving a, a Gucci footprint. <laughs> and um, at the end of the track, No Smoke, he, I don't even think he was rapping. I think he was just talking. He's talking about he would drop somebody in a volcano or <laughs> it was something wild like that. But like he, he has like those kind of like real low key, like they're, they're really good lines, but it's just like the way he delivers them is so low key. Sometimes you might not even catch it. But he he does have good wordplay. He's definitely a lyricist, so I, I definitely give him credit for that. Like I said, it's just for me. Sometimes I guess his delivery, that low key style, doesn't always really do it for me. But let me go into some of the standout tracks. So I, I would say if you wanna if you wanna give this album a listen, or you've never listened to him before, or maybe you want like a few tracks just to like warm up to him to kind of kind of see what see what he's about um first track off here is dope move dope really like the first first half of this album actually started off really good i, I tend to prefer the first half uh more to the latter it's a 15 track album um move dope was really dope uh no pun intended <laughs> this uh the title track rosebud's revenge was pretty good uh history and these are literally these are the first three tracks straight out the gate um better know was eh. no smoke was dope that was probably my favorite uh instrumental uh what other tracks on here uh hope i'm saying this right burkina faso um that was another good one um probably my favorite track uh track number nine marksman which features kai um i need to listen to both these two more because apparently they've done at least like four or five tracks together that I've probably just I've never heard but it makes sense that they collaborate like I said their styles are definitely very similar um if you've never listened to Kai this is a good track to listen to but uh 
yeah th- this was a really dope track they both have crazy wordplay i love rock uh rock marciano's verse on this actually um kai actually kicks off the track and then rock marciano comes in on the second verse and he just does this whole scheme of kind of like comparing his guns to like a band and yeah like <laughs> i guess just the way he started off the verse yeah play the oven while youngins played the dozens my stick came with a drum but i don't play percussion like he, he does like a whole verse of just kind of doing like a play on band instrument kind of tied it in with his guns it's 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 a crazy verse like that whole verse is that's probably like the best verse like on the whole album to be honest like that that verse is this stupid dope so definitely definitely listen to that one and if you've never listened uh to Ka before he had he had a pretty dope line on here where is it uh, vowed the lord crows to applaud and fake clap at night drew text when others were too sexed hermaphrodite <laughs> like <laughs> like thing i can't appreciate about them both uh like i said they they both have some pretty dope lines it's just like the way their delivery is you might not catch it all the time because they don't really they don't really like inflect their voice or you know when it's like a certain rapper might say a, a, a mean punchline like his voice will inflect or he'll make a serious point of emphasis they just kind of like they're just smooth on the track like there's no like I said, they're not yelling or anything like that. And they just say kind of like these mean lines, but it's just delivered in a really, really smooth way. So, yeah, Marksman was definitely my favorite track on here. Um, that was track number nine. Kind of after nine for me, I'm not going to say the album fell off, but like, I don't know. I did like the last, like I said, the last half of this album, I didn't like as much in, as much as the first. Um, there weren't weren't bag tracks like the closing track pig knuckles i thought was cool um pray for me was okay um but some of these other tracks i don't know they they didn't really they didn't really stick out for me so like i said the first half pretty much like one kind of excluding better no but really like one through nine even ten heronbone was okay too like those tracks i think were well good and then kind of like i said the latter half to me the album kind of tapered off but no, nothing on here i don't think is like wax just just some tracks that i prefer more than others so yeah i guess all in all like i said I, nothing really too deep i would just say if you want to check out you want something real kind of low-key something gritty like i said that that mafioso style rap I think this would be something you should definitely give a listen to. Just some, it's good street rap. Just kind of delivered in a real, like, low-key, smooth kind of way. Like Raekwon, like I said. <laughs> they both, he, he definitely, he just, he reminds me a lot of, of Raekwon with just, like, I guess the content. Kind of like the way he words and describes things. And you know how Raekwon will say something crazy, you know, shoes came from, france or venezuela you know some some super like buzz <laughs> some super like this buzz type stuff like and, and rock does that same kind of thing so i would say if if you're into that style of rap g- give this a listen it's it's a solid listen and as far as 
as far as I know, I'm pretty sure. Okay, this is Rock's fourth album, so I don't know. I, I might go back and maybe listen to some of his older stuff. Like I said, just personally for me, this album's okay. Um, there are mo- things that I like, but it's not something I don't know if I'll return to that much. But I wanted to review it anyway because I think it's something other people uh, might enjoy a lot more than I do. And to be honest, from like other reviews I've seen of this album, other people definitely enjoy this album a lot more than I do. So I wanted to give it promo anyway, even though it's not my favorite you know, thing to listen to. But it's still a solid album. So Rock Marciano, Rosebud's Revenge, uh, give it a look. And definitely give Kai uh on a kill the samurai a look um especially if you like this because if you like his style well I would say you'll probably like Kai's style but <laughs> I like Kai's style but his doesn't always do it for me but either either way they're very similar give both of them a fair shot if you like one there's a, a chance you might like the other or at least you know you might be able to pull a few tracks here or there um that you'll like so yeah, that's pretty much all I got for that album. Not not really too much to talk about. Um, moving forward, though, to this second album, which I definitely got a lot to talk about. Um, Joey Badass, All-American Badass. I was waiting patiently, <laughs> very patiently for this album to come out. Um, and it's kind of funny because my history with Joey hasn't, always been good to be honest um when i first heard of him it was of course like everybody else often was it 1999 mixtape and to be honest i never listened to that whole album what's it called 1990 i don't even remember to be honest yeah like i said i didn't listen to that whole album like there were just tracks i heard and i was like oh no this dude's really talented he's really young but he's still really skilled he's got the whole you know 90s boom bap sound going you know bringing that back in an era where that sound just isn't really prevalent but i thought he did it well when i first heard him he 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 wasn't like amazing or anything but i was like he's somebody to keep an eye on actually the the first tape i listened to him from was summer nights which to be honest i didn't enjoy all that much not because i thought it was bad lyrically it's just he didn't sound all that interesting, in my opinion. I just mean like delivery-wise. Like it, I don't know. I haven't listened to that tape in a long time, so my opinion, if I go back, may have changed. But like, I don't know. That tape didn't do it a lot for me. But even with that said, when before the money came out, I listened to it. I bought it. I love that album. I thought that album was just super dope. Like he. It was like a just like a Wu Tang. It had such a Wu Tang feel for it for me. Not all of it. The the back half of that album, he definitely started to experiment more. But like overall, like I I love like the boom bap sound. So that album gets a lot of play for me. Even to this day, I still listen to it. And but coming off of that album, I think me like a lot of people was wondering, you know what, what do you do next? Because we get it. You can do the 90s sound. You can replicate that era really good. Obviously, you were influenced by it, but is that going to be your stick? Like, are you just going to be that young kid who, you know, sticks to that, you know, golden 
age hip hop sound, if you want to call it that. And you know, as much as he did that sound well, I think me, like a lot of people, would like to see him. You know, I ain't say you got to completely break away from it, but like I said, towards the later before the money, with the tracks like uh, Escape One Twenty, you could see that he was capable of doing other sounds and doing them well. So I wanted to see if he would evolve his sound anymore or if he would take any new directions. And yeah, I put this on and my my questions were answered <laughs> were answered right away. Man, like this this project is so good. Um Yeah, man. This this album is I, I, it's hard to say if I like this better than Before the Money because th- those al- these albums are so different. Um, but I think what I took away from this album, especially like on the first listen, was just growth. Like he definitely took his time with this. He definitely experimented with different sounds. Not all of them I was a huge fan of at first, but like I, I appreciated just the growth that he's shown and not even just sound wise like lyrically content just everything man like he he definitely he's definitely grown from the first track uh good morning first hold on before i even get to the to the tracks man just just the album cover (laughs) this album made me excited with him driving in his car middle fingers out the window uh, with the flag sticking on the front of the car, like the cover was just dope. And then you get into the actual album and the first track, uh, "Good Morning America," and it's now "What's Freedom to You?" Let's talk about it. Take a minute, think it through. I'm all about it, but the concept seems new. The coppers still shoot us down on Channel Five News. Lock us for up, lock us up for anything we do to pay dues. Like, and like the 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 first opening track i still feel like it's kind of like an intro because it's a very short track but it's kind of just him talking about the black experience in america um pretty much just just giving his view and how he feels like you know it's we've just been mistreated from jump (laughs) like and he he just goes into detail about that and that just kicks off the album um, shout out to DJ Khalil. I want to give some of these producers shout outs. He did a couple of tracks on here. And it was a nice kickoff to the album. And this album to me was just a tale of two halves. Um, tracks one, probably through, yeah, tracks like one through six, it was a lot, a lot of political commentary. Um, I think the production in the first half of this album was much more relaxed it was really jazzy it was up uplifting it is it the first half just had this really i don't know it was it was it was like an updated before the money like he definitely updated the sound it it's a lot more accessible than what that first album was so i, I think in some ways i guess for some people it depends on you know your musical preference you might you might find that better. And I, I think that's what makes me return to this album so much. Like it, it just, it has a certain vibe to it. Like I can just put this on from beginning to end. I don't have to really skip any tracks. I can just let it ride out. Cause it has this really just 
really smooth vibe, real jazzy, especially like I said in the beginning of this album. And then the content, man. And I will say, he, I don't think he's necessarily touching on topics really that are, you know, they're not new, you know, but it, it still reflects the current times definitely that we live in. You definitely hear him talk about Trump a few times on this album, not in any flattering way. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's not so much that what he's saying is anything new or something we haven't heard before, but, like, I just, I like the execution of it. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of surface level, but I think is I, I kind of give him a pass is because he's a really, he's a really young dude. Like, I don't, he's like 20 21 i don't know i know he's way younger than i am so it kind of gives the vibe of like this is a young dude you know he's growing up in the world and now he's he's realizing like what it is now like he's starting to see hate to say the term he's woke (laughs) for lack of better term like he's starting to see like what the world is now how he how he's been treated in this country how his peers have been treated how his you know how people of color have been treated and he's just taking the time to just kind of put it all on the table and yeah like this is it's content in every track from like i said the the first track good morning america which america spelled with three k's um for my people which is probably one of my favorite tracks i love the beat um on that track it's it's so smooth and like I said, just all throughout these tracks, he just—it's just a lot about just the struggle in America of of being black, being mistreated, you know, trying to just get a fair shot like everybody else. Um, one track, or I won't say track, but a moment in this album I wanted to highlight. Um, the third track, "Temptation." It wasn't even like one of my favorite songs, but I love the way this track starts and ends. Um, it's like a speech from a little kid. Um, I'm wondering if, if anybody knows, if you're listening, if anybody knows what like clip this came from, if you could like leave a link down, I'd appreciate it. But um, it, it starts off with a clip of like this little kid uh, saying about, you know, a little kid's talking about, a little kid probably couldn't have been more than like eight or nine years old, just talking about how even at that younger age they're noticing that people of color are being mistreated and then like the kid starts the song and then you know joey comes in he does his thing and then at the very end the kid comes back and finishes the track off and the little kids are giving the speech saying that you know basically saying the reason that you know kind of we ride or we're doing what we're doing is because we're being treated wrong and that we shouldn't like, we shouldn't have to do this. Like, we shouldn't be treated this way. Like, if we weren't treated like this, we wouldn't be reacting the way we're reacting. But, like, the little kid, like, starts to, like, you can hear, like, the voice cracking and crying. And it's it's a real just, like, heartfelt, like, gut check moment. And it's just things like that that just make me love this album so much. Like I said, just content-wise, it's, it's just a lot of that, man. It's It really reflects the the current times um other tracks i love uh why you don't love me uh aka miss america um i love this track he 
pretty much uses America. He talks about the re- the relationship between America and people of color, and he literally talks about it like from the perspective as if it was like a real man woman uh, relationship. And I kind of like I, I really like the hook. Um, why you treat me like I don't matter? Why you always kicking my ladder? <laughs> why you never hearing my side to the story? Never look me in my eyes, say sorry. Like, if you really think about it, like, just think about it. Like, seeing people of color be mistreated for so wrong, and it's, you, no one is ever, like, people just, they act like it's not even there. And, like, he just kind of goes, he, he just tackles the issue kind of from, from that perspective. Pretty much, you know, asking a bunch of questions, you know, just basically, why, <laughs> why y'all dogging us out? Like, we're we're out here trying to make it just like you, you know, why are you always, always on our back, never, never trying to lend a helping hand, you know, treating me any kind of way, then when I react, you you act like something's wrong with me, like, that, that track, just that perspective that he, he tackled it from was, was really dope. Um, so like I said, that that tone is really heavy. Like the whole political slash black experience is really heavy in the first half of the album. And when I first listened to this, I did really enjoy the first half. Um, I will say, aside from "Devastated," which I think was the one single that he released, um, I get why he put it out there. Definitely. That probably is like the most accessible sounding track on this album. Definitely has a a, a bit of a trap feel to it. Um, wasn't my favorite track. I do like it better in the context of the album. Like it's a standalone track. When I first heard it, I was kind of in on it. But in the context of the album, I like it a little more. Um, but like I said, the, the first half of this album, like literally like the first six tracks. So Good Morning America. For My People, Temptations, Land of the Free, which I think was another single, Devastated, and Why You Don't Love Me. Uh, all those tracks, very, very politically driven, socially driven, you know, just kind of that conflict of being black in America and just, you know, trying to get by like everybody else. So that really carries the first half of the album. And then production-wise, like I mentioned earlier, it's really, it has like this, kind of smooth jazzy feel to it nothing really hard hitting it's something you can just kind of like coast to and while that sound is cool and i think it worked for what he was doing at the same time you know as a fan i'm still of course i'm enjoying the content and sonically i'm liking it but still a joey fan and when i first like i said went before the money i as much as I love to hear somebody talk about content, things I can relate to, I'm trying to hear some rapping. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to hear some rapping. I want, I still want to hear something mean. So, like, after the first half of this album, I was just like, all right, Joey, I get what you're going for. It's cool. Love the content. Sound is real jazzy, kind of not what I was expecting. But you got to give me a track where you just kind of rip somebody's head off. You got to give me one of them. You got to give me that boom bap. You got to get a couple of times at least. 
And then right after Why You Don't Love Me, we go to Rockabye Baby with Schoolboy Q. And all of my prayers got answered. <laughs> like, literally, as soon as that beat starts, you, you know what's about to happen. And that track just reminded me of why I was a fan of this dude in the first place. Like, that's one of those tracks that could have been on before the money. Just really grimy. His And this was when you kind of noticed the tone of the album started to change. Joey starts to get a lot more aggressive <laughs> from this track on. And he comes in just with a nice, just grimy verse over this real just menacing beat. And then Schoolboy comes in and he just bodies the track. <laughs> like, perfectly just bodies the track, man. And then after Rockabye Baby, it goes to Ring the Alarm. And this this stretch of two tracks like for the longest time i would just listen to these two tracks and these are probably my two favorites kind of hard to say which one i like more than the other but man ring the alarm uh, which features uh, michi darko nick caution and kirk knight another track that as soon as it starts like you hear how haunting how dark the track is and you just know like there ain't gonna be no social content on this track like <laughs> it's, it's just rapping and that that's just what this track is. It's just a nice, mean, gritty posse cut. of And like I said, Joey keeps up the aggression. He starts off the first two verses. And then literally, like, probably my favorite part on this track is Michi Darko. And he's from, uh, for people who don't know, Michi Darko uh, is with Flatbush Zombies. And to be honest, like, I don't really even listen to them. But I love, Michi just comes in with, like, a bridge. But he brings so much energy to this track. And it just, it adds to the mood. And then after Michi comes in, we get a nice back and forth uh, with Nick Caution and Kirk Knight. And then Michi closes it out again uh, with another uh, with another bridge. And like this, this track is just so mean. Like, <laughs> and I like that those tracks are back to back because it kind of breaks up. Like I said, like the first half of this album is really content heavy. And then these two tracks kind of, it's not, not that they're not talking about anything, but like it, it break, it changes the mood. It, it gives it a nice switch up to just something really raw. And I think that's what kind of like the second half of this album definitely carries more of a boom back, boom bap sound. And after Ring the Alarm, it goes to Super Predator, uh, which features Styles P. Uh, that was produced by Static Selector. That one is another, it's not as aggressive as Ring the Alarm or Rockabye Baby, but the beat is definitely on some 90s boom bap. It's real smooth. Um, this one actually does, though, with the boom bap, boom bap sound, still carries the content. Joey is still talking about, you know, still kind of talking about the black experience i do think this track though like i said it's he starts to pick up the the pace of his flow he starts to get a lot more lyrical um and they say i'm a clumsy clink yeah they say i'm a clumsy king how i'll be dropping jewels but see the funny thing is i got slots to lose like he had a dope verse styles p had a nice line about uh 
was it not being a chicken and watching Fox News? Some some kind of play on chicken and Fox <laughs> that that he threw in there. But yeah, I thought this track was was pretty cool. Uh, really, I love the instrumental in this track. It's a really just kind of like smooth '90s boom bap track. So that one was dope. Um, Babylon, uh, which features Chronix. I hope I'm saying that uh, right. Uh, this track is produced by Adam Palin. Hope I'm saying that right. And like, uh, where do I know like from? Oh, this is like uh, from Pac Div. So yeah, shout out to him. And I think actually, side note, Pac Div. Um, if you haven't, if you don't know them, uh, listen to the mixtape. Don't mention it. Uh, Pac Div. I think I read is releasing a new album or mixtape at some point. I don't know if it's this year, but that's just a side note. But I'm looking forward to that. But uh, back to this track, uh, Babylon. I love like Joey's aggression on this track. Like he's kind of calm for like maybe like the first like four bars, and then as soon as he gets to the part where he says, "I fear for the lives for my sisters and my brothers," like you just hear like the anger in his voice, and it's really just him just kind of venting. Like he just sees kind of the black community, or really just everybody like it's just a state of just chaos and he's just like trying to figure out like yo what what do we have to do to like make this better because obviously what we're doing right now just isn't working and like i said like the that's the first verse like he you can you literally just hear the anger in his voice and it's it's cool because like the the instrumental is actually it's not like an angry beat it's it's not like a boom bap It's, it's kind of a it's still like on like a low key smooth kind of thing, but like his delivery is just so angry and so aggressive. It's it's just I don't know. It it does something like I I love. I like hearing that from him. That was like I said the first half of the album. While I liked it, I was like I I want to hear that angry Joey, and then I I got it on that second half, and Chronix brings a nice. Uh, touch to the track uh, with the bridge and then Joey finishes the track out uh, with another <laughs> pretty pretty angry uh, verse uh, references you know about being taken from the motherland you know being mistreated um, another line I like who you think investing in penitentiaries though same owners as them labels and same owners of your cable like <laughs> like he goes in, man. Another just, another just really dope track. Um, then from Babylon, it goes to Legendary, uh, which features J. Cole. Uh, this was also produced by Static Selector. Um, this was another good track. Good feature from J. Cole, too. He sounded a lot different on this than I've, like, heard him before. Like, when it... the first started out I, I didn't even know that was him at first until he got a few bars in and i started to recognize his voice um but yeah he had uh, a few nice lines in here um how can a rich father teach humbleness to a seed? just questions the stubborn all get taught tough lessons kind of a verse like that um this track also pretty content driven i think j cole's verse was his seemed a lot more what's the word i'm looking for i guess his seemed like a lot more personal maybe more so just about him 
Um, ah, I guess you could kind of say Joey's was too. But either way, another uh, dope track. Um, I love Joey's line. I threw a coin in the well because I was feeling so well. A token of how I felt. Never heard if it fell. You know, basically saying like I wish things were better. He's w hoping they'll be, but like even even though like I said, I like I like the play how he says a, a token of how I felt. Never heard if it fell. So like he threw the coin in the wishing well, but he didn't know if it fell. But he's still remaining optimistic. Like he still believes that his wishes and things that he wants to happen will happen. So that, that's a really, that's a really dope track too. And then I believe the next track is the close. Yeah. The next track, which closes the album, um, American Idol. Once again, America spelled with three K's. Um, this album pretty much just wraps up the album in a nice little bow and knot. It's kind of a, just a rehash of basically what he's been talking about you know, during the whole album, you know, blacks being treated wrong, just injustices, and how the political system is, you know, a, a sham, and he ends the song with this long, almost spoken wordish piece of just going in, kind of, just saying how we need to stick together more, and the government's against us. It can come across a bit preachy. Um, as somebody made that complaint, um, I, I I would say it's valid. <laughs> so some of some of that, especially like that last part where he's just kind of talking, I could see how someone would say it would come off preachy. They might be turned off, but I liked it just because I I thought it, even though it was it was kind of a bit preachy, and you know it. It maybe could have been delivered better, but I th I think it just it got the point across of not just what he was trying to do with the song, but basically what what this album meant. Like I think it it tied everything up in a nice little bow, so you understood you know what the purpose of this album was and what it symbolizes, and pretty much what I took from it is just. It's just everything going on in America now and just kind of being fed up and frustrated. Like, he's, he's recognizing the problems of, of like, racism and, you know, just things, that whole side of the spectrum. But at the same time, like, he's frustrated. He doesn't, he doesn't really know all of the answers. And I, that's kind of what, kind of what I like about this album. Like, it's, and the reason I won't say it's preachy is because, like, he's not, He's not saying like I mean he gives he, he does have lines where he's saying things we he's saying things that he thinks we should do to kind of help us be in a better position but like he's not you know you can still tell that he's a young guy who doesn't he doesn't quite know what the answer is but he clearly sees the problem and he's he's kind of just addressing it the best way that he knows how to which you know what more can you ask for? Like I said, he, not really a lot of concrete solutions, but just more so, I see that this is wrong. You know, I see that what's happening isn't right, and I want to fix it. I want to be a part of the solution, but I don't. I don't have all the answers, but I, I just know something's out of place. Like things shouldn't be the way they are. So, 
yeah, that that's kind of just what this album is in a nutshell, man. It's just the current. Really, can't even just say current. I mean, it, it definitely represents current time in terms of like the black experience or you know people being mistreated, you know, in this country. But really, you could could have dropped this album in the '90s, and the message probably would have still been <laughs> would have still been relevant, which is kind of sad, but. You know, I I think if anything, as young as he is, you know, people, people his age who might not necessarily have like a full grasp of what's going on, you know, he can probably reach that demographic to where they'll, they'll know more of what's happening. They'll know, you know, they'll be more familiar about what's going on so like i said for for me as someone who's a a bit older you know i've seen these things uh, i know what's what's going on but it it still felt good to hear it and like i said it it kind of caught me by surprise because coming off before the money i I didn't know what direction he was going to go to i wasn't expecting i didn't know what i was going to get and i got something i got a nice mixture i got smooth jazzy you know introspective politically critical and then at the same time i got the boom bap (laughs) aggression that i wanted to hear um i I guess just to wrap this review up that i could just keep going on i've I've listened to this album just an ungodly number of times (laughs) but uh favorite tracks um really i I like every song on it like literally i like every song it's only 12 tracks so it was a really easy listen but um, if I had to pick just a few standouts that ones I definitely think you should listen to. Um, definitely Ring the Alarm and Rockabye Baby if you want to hear more of the aggressive tracks. Um, so I guess I would say top five would be Ring the Alarm, Rockabye Baby, For My People. Uh, ugh, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, probably Babylon, and I guess I would go Land of the Free after that. Um, not listed in any order. For my, uh, I'll say, just because of the beat for my people is my favorite track on there. Like I can, just, I, I cruise to that track all the time, and probably followed by that Rock by Baby and Ring the Alarm. Or those two are like neck and neck. Like those tracks are just so aggressive and dope. But yeah, man, this album overall is. To me, man, I, I love it. Probably, this is probably my favorite album this year so far. Like, strictly based off of just replay value. I, I haven't stopped listening to this since it came out. And I'm pretty sure when I do my top 20 at the end of the year, this will definitely, this will definitely be making an appearance. So, yeah, man, give, give this a listen. Definitely, 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 definitely give this a listen. And... Just to throw it out there, um, I will be talking about Kendrick's album. Um, I was going to talk about it on this episode, but I haven't sat with that one enough. Like, I've given it a few listens, but, like, I haven't sat with that one nearly enough as I have with this. And I want to make sure I give a nice, detailed review with that album because it's, it's a lot to unpack. It's a lot lot going on on that album. Um, so I wanted to give it a, a more of a fair shot so i need to sit with that one 
maybe give it uh maybe give about two more listens, see what else I can pull from it. And then I'll I'll definitely definitely be back to review that. Um but yeah, man. The dope dope album from Joey. So yeah, I don't really got much else to say. Uh quick recap. Batman the Killing Joke. Decent movie. Check it out if you're a DC fan. You might like it. You might not, but I think it's worth a look. Rock Marciano Rosebud's Revenge. You want something low key? You want something mafioso? If you're sim- if you like Ka and you never listen to Rock, maybe give him a listen. You might like it. You might not, but it's it's definitely worth uh like I said, solid album, even though it's not something I particularly will go back to maybe that often, but it has grown on me. So I think it's worth a listen. Uh Joey Badass fire like <laughs> you know, i don't got nothing else to say man just fire just all the way through a lot of growth on this album a lot of content nothing else to say man like i i could talk about this album forever but definitely man especially within like the hype of like kendrick not a distant kendrick you know dudes like him dudes like cole even dudes like big sean get a lot of hype when the albums drop and typically do pretty good numbers wise. Um, I think, from, unfortunately, from what I saw, I think Joey's album, I think he sold like 51,000 uh, first week, which is less than what he did on Before the Money. But, like, please, man, if if you're a Joey fan, like, buy this album. Spend your money. <laughs> get, give the man your money, man. Buy this album. The, he, this album should get a lot more hype, a lot more noise. Th- this should be up there with, with your Kendrick's with your big Sean's maybe not with your Drake's that might be a stretch I'm not a big Drake fan but I I know how huge he is but (laughs) like this should be mentioned especially this year like the quality of this album is really 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 good this this should be mentioned up there with with the rest of the heavyweights so give that a listen man like I said I'll be back at some point with the Kendrick um I'll, I'll definitely be back hopefully soon I I want to talk about that album and I don't know if I'll run into any other albums actually you know what I got another album I'm talk about shout out to the homie Marcus D uh melancholy prequel I'll probably talk about that next week uh probably alongside with Kendrick it's an instrumental uh project and he's one of my favorite producers so I'll probably probably talk about that album but and you know as always with my co-host uh, anti-cool uh there are some fights coming up this weekend and probably by the time you hear this we will be recording another podcast uh for the card that happened last week with demetrius johnson's fight so well we'll cover that as well as the fights that are happening this weekend but you know yeah i won't keep you guys here forever so uh give me a look on youtube give me a look on soundcloud subscribe pass to a friend um, I am hoping soon. I've been thinking about it. I want to do an interview or at least get some more guests uh, on my podcast. Help get my numbers up. I don't get a lot of views, but I do this just because I enjoy it. But at the same time, you know, I would like to reach a bigger audience. So, um, I don't know. Just keep keep a lookout. Well, I'm, I'm staying busy. I'm trying to keep content on a pretty consistent basis. I think I've done a semi good job of that so far. I'm almost almost at 20 episodes so hopefully we can keep this ball rolling 
Uh, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening, man. And check out everything I tell you to check out. I'll never lead you astray. At least I'll, I'll try not to. But uh, yeah, man. This has been another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and hopefully I will catch you back. Yeah, cool.